0: Listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast on 98.7 ESPN.
1: Along with Jay Peasy and Big Daddy Ty, we're here until midnight. Then it's Freddie and Fitz on 98.7 ESPN in New York. And of course, on the all new ESPN New York app. Hi, Gordon Damer. Larry, what's going on, my friend? So, Gordon, I need you, baseball savant that you are, Mm. the person that mirrors in the mind of Aaron Boone. Mm -hmm. I need you to explain how Garcia of the Blue Jays got thrown out on that pitch when, when I've got met guys to get hit in the head, and the pitcher stays in the game. (laughs) <laughs> Larry, I, I've
2: said this for it, it, it's it's been it's been growing for a while and it's never been more clear than this year. Baseball has an umpire problem. And these guys are just it seems like almost every single night there is an issue where umpires are are inserting themselves into games in ways that, you know, like, guys, just nobody's here to see you. And, and And I get it, maybe baseball players, to a degree, are you have to kind of lay down the law. they're 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 chirping from the dugout. They're, I mean, they're doing it so much more than in NFL games or NBA games or NHL. I, I just find it hard to believe. It seems like think about all the different things that you've had pop up with umpires mm-hmm. ejecting There's no other sport where players get ejected on a regular basis like they do in baseball. I mean, every single night the umpires are doing something. And tonight, look, maybe it'll benefit the Yankees, although I don't know, the way Garcia was pitching, I thought, you know, get a couple more swings <laughs> off him before you before you do that. But, I mean, the, the baseball, and part of me thinks, Larry, and maybe this is a conspiracy theory, is that baseball likes the umpires looking this bad
1: so that when they put in the robo-umps, nobody's going to complain. Yeah, you might be right because they are making some questionable calls. There's a lot of things you're like, so, okay, so why it's on the elbow? It wasn't on the – not that you want him to throw it in his head, but I'm saying, Gordon, there's been other pitchers that have come close where guys have gotten hit, and I'm a little sensitive to it because my guys get sure. hit all the time, and he, he got tossed right away. And, I, and I'm like, why are the umpires even discussing this? I mean, this was a long conversation. This wasn't just, okay, you're out of here. They had a chat, and I'm like, so what – What's this conversation like? Is it, well, you know, I thought he went a little high. Well, it was after a home run. What well, was this? You know, I mean, stop. I mean, come and, on. And, and look,
2: yeah, maybe it benefits the Yankees, maybe it doesn't. Taking my Yankee hat off, it's a 3 3 game. Yeah. What, what, what uh, you know, maybe he has some gripe because baseball players are weird and they hold grudges forever, <laughs> but it doesn't seem to make a whole, like, if you were going into a court and saying, all right, like, what's the evidence here of this being intentional? A 3 3 game doesn't seem the time that you're going to throw a pitch and hit a guy intentionally when you're hitting him, like, on the elbow. Yeah. Right? Not not at the head. It was not one of those ones where you're like, oh, wow, that clearly there was some,
1: some purpose behind that. And, look, this is just not from a Met fan. This is just as a broadcaster. Okay, Gordon? Can we stop with, well, that's just a Yankee Stadium home run. Listen, they don't move the fences in when the Yankees come up to bat. And then put them back when the opposing team comes up. You can hit the ball. Your lefties can hit the ball out of the ballpark. Also, I mean, they had. a I was. I was perusing Gordon, and I happened to hear the uh, Blue Jays cast Mm -hmm. tonight. That's the only stadium where that that Stanton home run would go out. That's just, just this one. That's the only stadium. Okay, well you got some left-handers. Let them hit the ball out of the stadium and they'll go out too. I mean I'm done with this. I mean look, this is this is not a new stadium. <laughs> Yankee Stadium no. has had the short right field porch for God almost a hundred years.
2: Yeah, uh, I mean, it's not really anything new. It sounds like the biggest loser lament that you could possibly have, you know, complaining right. about the stadium after the fact, uh, like, uh, you know, Chris Woodward did the other day. Um, uh, look, the Yankees got a short porch in right field. <laughs> this is not it's not like, hey, we didn't we didn't realize it. No, it's been like that. But with the old stadium, the new stadium, every stadium. So yeah, um, and, may, and maybe, given the success that the Yankees generally have since they now they haven't won a World Series outside of the first, you know, the 2009, but mm-hmm. maybe more teams
1: have to have a short porch in, in right field because it's been pretty successful for them. Yeah, it hasn't hurt them. Listen, you don't see them going pushing defenses back. <laughs> no, nope. no, you don't. Not generally. So it's done a nice job for them. Uh, Gordon, let's talk about your Yankees tonight. Uh, Severino, not the kind of start that you have gotten from him before, but Stanton has bailed him out.
2: Well, you know, I thought he he, he looked really rough early on, and then he kind of was it the fourth and fifth inning. He really kind of settled down from that point on. So I think that that's important. You know, like it's all kind of getting him back to where he was. And now he doesn't go the the complete five, but with the way that it looked early on, like he might have a really short outing when he gives up the run right away and then he gives up two more in in the second inning. So to get him even into the fifth, to me, right now, even though he's probably not talent wise when fully up to speed, to me, he's probably still the biggest question you have in your rotation because of all mm-hmm. the injuries and the concerns right. about him moving forward. Yep. So I'm not, you know, it's a really good Blue Jay lineup. It's a really talented team. You hold them to three runs after you gave up three runs in the first two innings. I don't know. I don't think that that's that bad of a start, especially when you have the Yankee bullpen, which is up till now has done the job. Now you just have to get another run at some point here.
1: Yeah, and they continue to do a great job, as as they have held them with three. So, uh, I was just meaning for Severino. I just think the way he's been over the last couple. You're waiting for him. I think Gordon, just for me from the outside, I'm waiting for him to take that next step, right, where he gets you mm-hmm. to the sixth inning, right, yeah. you know, even or he gets you to the seventh inning. That's where I'm waiting for for him. Uh, so he can lengthen himself out. But listen, as long as he's keeping you in games, eventually the lengthening of, of his of his outings are going to come. So he's keeping you in games, even if he didn't have his best stuff. Like you mentioned, against the Toronto team that loves to just hit the ball all over the yard, you're still in the game. Yeah,
2: I think he's just going to – I don't know that you're going to get any consistency out of him. I think that there will be those moments when he pitches into the seventh inning, but there Mm -hmm. might be some backtracks, and it's not going to be like linear progress where each time it's going to be better than the time before, or he's going deeper in games each time out. So uh, he got to 97 pitches. He struck out eight guys, so the stuff had to be halfway decent, but – yeah, I mean, you would have liked it to have been a little bit deeper, but I can understand Aaron Boone saying, "You know what? I'm not going to allow this game to get away from us if we can if we can avoid it."
1: Mm-hmm. I I don't know what it is about, and I don't get a chance to see a lot of Vladimir, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. other than when he's playing the Yankees. But he just gets so revved up playing against the Yankees. I mean, he just scored from first on the double, and he's you, you know, the last time they they lost the series, but they won a the game, and he was like yeah. he thought he, was he would, won the fist, World yeah. Series and yeah. everything. I mean, he just really gets revved up to play against the Yankees.
2: Yeah. Uh, look, you know, some personality is good. I did find oh, it yeah. strange that last time, when he, you know, he's like pumping his fist like they won the series or something like that. And, you know, he yeah. just got beaten the two days before that. So mm-hmm. uh, he's a young player, excited player. So that's good. That's, you know, baseball needs a little bit more personality. Yeah. No, just not from the umpires. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, no! We got way too much from them, and and, and not enough from the from the action. But just think about think about already this season. We're not that deep into the season. Think about all the different incidents with umpires. You had the Boone one uh, with the with the balls and strikes to 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 judge. You had the mm-hmm. one with um, uh the guy in the Phillies. Um, um, oh gosh, I'm blanking on his name right mm-hmm. now. I'm sorry, um, I can't help you. The, the, slugger, sure. the slugger that was on the Red oh, Sox. Uh, it was, uh, Schwarber, Swarber. right. Mm-hmm. Schwarber and the home plate umpire of Angel Hernandez. You had the one with Madison Bumgardner. I mean, yeah. I mean you've already had four or five incidents so far this year, mm-hmm. and you don't see this in any other sport where star players, umpire, uh, you know, managers getting tossed by umpires repeatedly. So I just think baseball has, has an umpire problem, and I don't know that there's anything they could necessarily do to solve it, but... It, the uh-huh. first thing would be to, to, to notice that there is a problem.
1: Yeah, no question about it. And now there's two-run scrub. That's a little weird to see Judge with the offline throw from center field. He's normally got really yeah. a great arm. It, it didn't really seem like weird. he had a lot on it either. No, it didn't. It didn't. So the Toronto with a 5-3 lead as they continue to bat in the uh, in the top of the eighth. Uh, Gordon, as far as the Mets are concerned, I was looking forward to McGill. McGill didn't get to start. Carrasco got to start. And once again, he just completely... Continues to surprise me. Six and two thirds innings, only gave up a couple of runs, and he. This is the guy that you know. I guess the Mets knew they would eventually get to when they when he joined Francisco Lindor uh, on this team a couple of seasons ago, and and it's 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 now looking like you know what he's he's got some stuff left. He's he did pretty good tonight. And I know yeah. it's Washington, but still. Right. Well, look, this is
2: this is the big difference. You know, like the Yankees and Mets have been two of the hottest teams in baseball. Um, but this is the one big difference is that the Mets, they have a little bit of breathing room. The Yankees, even as good as they've been, they lose these two games to the Blue Jays, and the Blue Jays are right there. So, you know, the Mets have a little bit of breathing room now. Who knows? Maybe I think at some point this summer— that the Braves will wake up and and they'll start to you know put some heat on you, but at least for right now, it, it's nice to have a series where you say, "All right, it's the Nationals. We can kind of take care of business here."
1: Yeah, it is. And listen, Gordon, in the back of your mind, you split with Atlanta, and they weren't right. playing well, and you still yeah. split with them. So yeah. it's still it, they're, they're still there. They're like that. <laughs> I was I was talking to a friend who's in Florida, and he says, "Ah, I see. Hey, the Mets are great. <laughs> still can't beat Atlanta, huh?" So you know, it's it's just. It, it it's in the back of your mind as a Mets oh, fan. Oh, of course, it's, it's like, can we just get rid of them? What does it take to get them out of there? They lose Freeman, they slow down a little bit, and then you know they're they're moving up again. So, uh, it's it's still going to be a battle. And I'm and Gordon, without the Mets adding some bullpen help, they are they need to add some bullpen help for me to feel more comfortable in going against Atlanta late in the season.
2: Yeah, I mean, look, I think Atlanta will be heard from at some point. Um, I don't know that you necessarily have to worry about anybody else in that division. So, uh, yeah, the Braves, uh, their track record is such that, I mean, there's no better evidence than last year, right? I mean, how Mm -hmm. long were they? I think they were under 500 even at the All-Star break and still were able to uh, come up and and, and take care of the division. They came up, you went down, and... Uh, and they ran away with things. So uh, the Mets season has gotten off to an excellent start so far. The pitching has been outstanding. There's some some areas, as you said, with the bullpen, I think that you will eventually need some help. And who knows? Maybe you might need another starter at some point. But uh, I think that is the power of having the owner that you do now as opposed to the owner that you had then. Mm-hmm. That if you need something and you have the ability to go get it. It's not going to be, well, you know, we're not so sure we can get by. You know what I don't have to worry about with Steve Cohen, an injured player coming back from injury and say, well, this is like making a trade. Remember that? (laughs) That was always a good one with the will. This is like making an acquisition because he's coming. No, you already had him and you're just hoping to get him healthy and keep him. This is not like making a trade with Steve Cohen. I think that the Mets will actually make some deals and, and improve the team because he's, He's put the put it out there, right? His first press yeah. conference. If if we don't win a World Series in the first three years, it's going to be a disappointment to him. So
1: that's the mindset you want from your owner. It definitely is, and boy, is it a change from the oh previous my gosh, ownership. Right? It's like night, it's not even night and day. I can't even compare it. And and just the idea of him saying with the with the Robinson Cano deal, make a baseball decision. That that to me spoke volumes more than the money, Gordon. More more than all that stuff. More than a lifelong Met fan. None of that make a baseball decision we'll have to pay him anyway just let release him that said all that told me all i needed to know about him
2: yeah uh it's one thing to say it it's another thing to do it and uh actions speak louder than words and with steve cohen they have done that so far i mean the off season that you had even the off season you had last year i mean they tried to go out and spend more money than they did they added lindor they they make a big deal they signed him to a huge contract so he has uh he has been what he has been uh, he has lived up to his reputation in terms of of spending the money and, and putting his money where his mouth is.
1: Definitely has.
0: You are listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast on 98.7 ESPN.
1: There's something that is driving me nuts. It's just it is one of the most frustrating things that I can ever imagine have ever dealt with and and it's happening to me again. And I just, I'm just, I'm I'm beside myself. I'm beside myself. I want to meet, I want to meet the person who decided to put the string in drawstring sweatpants and not put a knot in there. (laughs) So the string does not go through the hole. Or or a metal ring around there. Something. So I'm not getting... Give me something. So I'm not getting a safety pin and trying I to... I never understood a, the
2: safety pin method. I don't know how that... I I know my mom would always tell me that. You get the safety pin. I don't I I'm always like... Uh, I don't know how you would describe I'm like doing it with the like my fingers where I'm just oh, kind of rubbing a, around not, trying to oh, find like where nightmare. it is inside of it and... Well, I certainly the did not miss my calling as a surgeon. I can tell you that.
1: <laughs> here's the theory behind the safety pin All situation: right. is that since you can pin it, pin the string to the safety pin, uh-huh. and the head of the safety pin is bigger, so when you move it, it moves quicker, as gotcha. opposed to just when it's tied at like the other end of the string. Okay, and it gets caught because some genius has a has a. a you know something in the middle, in the back, yeah, <laughs> where, where it where ha- where it gets stuck and you can't get it through. Gordon, it is just I cannot tell you, I cannot tell you how angry I have been over yeah. the years trying to get this. As a matter of fact, I, I, I tried to do it a couple of hours ago, trying to get the drawstring through, and I'm just like, why Why would you guys do this? This is 2022. Can you put something around the hole so the string doesn't go through? Well, here's my thing, Larry.
2: You know, oh. It's in the same a- a- avenue of frustration. So my wife goes food shopping, right?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And she brings home the grapes, right? Like a nice thing of grapes, fresh mm-hmm. grapes. Love grapes.
1: Mm-hmm. They're the best.
2: They have, they have a Ziploc on the grapes. Oh, dear. There's holes in the side of the bag of the grapes, but for yes. some reason there's a Ziploc on the top. <laughs> The potato chips, they don't have any Ziploc. Why wouldn't, at some point, don't we have to start putting the Ziploc on the potato? If we can do it for the grapes, Larry, yes. can we not do it for the potato chips? We've got that stupid clip on the top. You, everybody's got that, you're, you're winding it around as if that's going to keep them fresh. Just put a Ziploc on there. I'll pay an extra dollar for the Ziploc.
1: Actually, I agree with you, yeah. and not only that. Can we let some of the air out of the bag? Oh, that's all right. Yeah, no. We
2: gotta make that thing is a giant pillow. When you get it, and all of a sudden you open it up, you're, you're you're down in your elbow trying to
1: get down there. It's Outrageous! I mean, oh, Crux. and and and, the, and they're more money. Yeah, well, that's everything now. Even with all due respect, even the guys that don't use bags, even they're cheating.
2: Yeah, they don't have those now in in Jersey. Now you have to like pay for the bags now. I know. They don't have any more, like, the plastic bags in yeah. the store.
1: Yeah, we did. It's been I like would just spice the them. I just pick up everything
2: time. with my hands and just carry it. I'm, I'm <laughs> going to leave it here, and I'm going to take it out to the car, and then I'll come back and pick it up again, and I'll bring it up.
1: I don't know what we're doing. I, I know. want get myself in trouble, but I, I don't know.
2: understand what we're doing.
1: I just don't get it. So I'm sorry. That was my my moment to just rant. I I get you. I hear uh, you.
2: As someone who does the laundry in the house and folds the clothes and and, and is exclusively in
1: sweatpants these days, (laughs) 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 I I feel your pain, Larry. I feel your pain. Aside from the fact that that – and to make it – see, now you got me started. To make it worse. And then when you're tired, they don't stay tired. They don't move. They move. Yep. They slide up and down. I feel like I, I feel like I need suspenders. For <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's a look. Sweatpants yeah. and, su- and su- have some suspenders on
1: them as well. Well, listen. At least, at least I'll, it wouldn't matter if the string goes through the goes all the way through. That it won't no. matter. You, you have up. a
2: backup plan, right? <laughs> yeah, that would be a good thing.
1: One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. High spike can say, Pete, you're up first on ESPN New York
4: tonight. Hey, boys! I got the solution to both your problems. Okay. okay. Now I'm down in Florida so first thing I did is uh, I I need a back right pocket, uh in, in all these lightweight shorts you get and everything and the sweatpants of course. Uh a giant paperclip clip extended I have that to say so office of supplies, so extended twice, you go through the opening where the string is, not, not the, you know, you got one string hanging down to your ankle, and the other one's in, in the pants. Right? right? That's where you're at. Right? Mm-hmm. So, Absolutely. so you 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 extend the large paper clip, fold it out twice. Once you grab it, you just yank it through. But my wife's a genius. As soon as I get anything like that. She... Washes everything first. got to wash. You can't take it out of the bag and wear it because you don't know, you know, no, really. <laughs> what what's chemicals are. And that's and what we do anyway. And the first time you wash it, they shrink a little bit. And then she ties a nice tight bow. And she says, you'll never have the problem again. Same thing with the drawstring shorts. You just tie, the, tie it. because They don't put a grommet. You're talking about a little yeah, like brass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank
5: you. Yeah. Thank you.
4: That's what yeah. it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that, that increases the cost. And they fall off anyway. But uh, these are some of the big problems in the world we're trying to solve so all right i gotta get to the uh the yankees and the mets Uh, you know a friend of mine uh, who you know larry i've told you about him he chris moore and he says to me all the time look he's the yankee fan says, you can watch baseball it's uh, with you every night it's like your friend you can listen to it you could do other things the last five or six years have proved one thing Irregardless of of what Detroit did that year when they were thirty five and five and someone else ran away with it. Mm-hmm. It, 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 the end of July is when things start shaping up, and you saw it last year certainly with Atlanta, you know. Yeah, no, uh, so, I know. Yeah, well, I know, I know. We saw it. Listen, I'm old enough to the, the Phillies were ahead by what. Uh, five games with seven to go with Gene Mark, you know, yeah. back in the 60s. But uh, I, I don't worry too much about it. Uh, the, the Yankees, uh, you know, they play so many games. We love it because it's a companion for us in between everything else we do. But I've got to get to the basketball a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was very disappointed last night in the Bucs, uh, 43 points. But one thing I, I uh, culled out of that was Boston made a lot of very tough shots. And the flopping came back. Once I saw Tony Brothers, you know me with the officials, Larry. Mm-hmm. I said, I yeah, Marcus Marcus Smart looked like he got shot twice. And um, I think that should have – those are the two best teams in the East. That should have been the Finals. Yeah, that's for sure. And 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 I asked the, uh, you know, Gordon. You, you know this from me talking so much. Larry played at CCNY, and my best friend in the world played there for a number of years before him. And we talk. We break every game down. We have a lot of fun doing it. We've Been doing it for sixty-five years. And he said to me, he says to me, uh, you know, he doesn't. Something's off with Golden State, and he just doesn't see Phoenix. He says he can't figure it out. And three, and I told him the three-point shooting. I don't know if you I told you that the other night, Larry. They're shooting in the 20s, most of these teams. Yeah. You know, it's, they, they, it's, they, you know, it's, it's way off. It's way so off. he says it could be the defense. I said, these aren't great defensive teams. Boston's got a high defensive rating. Look, Tatum made two shots last night. With the 43 points, that, uh, you know, he'd be on the bench if he took one of the shots where he flung it up underhand and it went in. But, uh, look, they deserve more. He blew the game. Uh, right now, it's a toss up that series. You guys gotta just let me know this and I'll listen on the stream. And by the way, this new stream, I told you the other night for others who listen and maybe moved or, or catch it on the stream through the app, which is great. It, it's cut off a minute and a half, Gordon. A minute and a half, delay. I get it like five seconds after you guys speak, which is great. I can't figure out the West. I know the East is going to be the winner of the Boston-Milwaukee series. I don't think you guys will argue with me on that. If if you may, could you discuss that for a minute while I listen to it and I get off?
1: Sure. No problem, Spike. We can do that for you.
0: You are listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast on 98.7 ESPN.
1: Boston and Milwaukee. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I think they're the two best teams, but but see here's the issue that I have and I think this is what's going to hurt uh this is what's going to hurt Miami and Boston less less than what you see with the with with the Milwaukee cuz they're going to get Middleton back and that will solve their problem. But both Boston and Miami go through stretches where they can't buy a basket. And in the playoffs you go through long stretches like that, it really hurts you. It, even though they play great defense, it takes a lot for you to get back into the and climb back into games. And the other part of it is, I think part of the three point shooting issues. Is the game is so physical; guys are worn out. I mean, this this postseason has been as physical as yes, any postseason absolutely. I can remember of late. in quite some time.
2: Yeah, no question. So you're already uh, you're already counting out the uh, Sixers, right?
1: I just don't think – yeah, because James Harden had this <laughs> yes. one
2: game and I think he's done. That's it. That's it. I mean, it's amazing how people continue to be fooled by the Sixers. Not everybody, but even after after that game four win, people were getting sucked in again. Well, look at how well Harden played and beads back. They tied the series 2-2. I mean, how, how many times do you have to be fooled by Harden? What did he have tonight, 12 points?
1: Yeah, it's unbelievable.
2: It's unbelievable. Four, he got 14 from Harden tonight, 12 from Tobias Harris. Yeah, those
1: two guys. And listen, Buddha, who's a big time Sixer fan, is bemoaning <laughs> Tobias Harris. He's been talking about him and talking what? about him and talking about him. Lack of production. He still cannot figure out where his role is with with the two big guys. He what still are they can't figure do out. He Harden. can't find his spot. I, what, what are they going to do with Harden? Larry? I have no clue what they're going to oh do. They can't God. sign him. You can't oh, sign him
2: you cannot sign him right I mean there's no way you can sign him to that contract right No, you can't but what are they gonna do <sighs> that's like that's like knowing the Titanic's going to sink before getting on board <laughs> <laughs> I'll take a shot anyway I can't I gotta leave there's no other ships around yeah i'll I'll just take <laughs> I'll take my chance on the iceberg. Oh my goodness! What it's a bad. mess that is. It I mean, is. to think, to think that they tanked season after season after season, yeah. and this is where they find
1: themselves. Wow, it's rough. It's rough. It, it's it's, and you know, there's gonna be people that's gonna pay. There's gonna be somebody people that's gonna will. Pay. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm
2: sure somebody will. I, I don't know who it would be. I mean, they might move Doc again.
1: Yeah. They could. They might they, move. They're him gonna again. have to do something, right? You know, it's easier to, I mean, Embiid is, I mean, this is two back-to-back years. Embiid has been just outstanding. And they got nothing to show for it.
2: Yeah, it's, that's a rough, that is a rough way for your season to end. And just when you maybe had like a little glimmer of hope
1: mm-hmm. Yep.
2: and Mm-hmm. to see it get extinguished the way it did tonight, 120 to 85. Larry. Not even close. Not <laughs> even close. No,
1: not even close.
2: It was really kind of over in the first quarter. Yeah, it was. And that's very it's, rare in NBA games.
1: Especially in the postseason. Especially in the postseason. Everybody makes a run. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently right. not the Sixers. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Uh, Joe's in Long Island. What's up, Joe? You're next on
3: 98.7. Hey, guys. Um, I I hate to get away from the basketball discussion, but you guys were talking about the pet peeves earlier,
2: and I had something to add to that. You know, with the drawstring pants and the grapes yeah. without the dip yeah. luck.
3: So first of all, I think the potato chip companies want you to see the potato chips as like a one-time snack. So that's they don't make more money if, if you get to
2: Ziploc and then you're coming back to the same potato chip bag. But, but I would anyway, be willing to buy own. the potato chips with the Ziploc, right? Like I got choices. If somebody finally cracks in that cartel of potato chip companies, big potato chip, and puts the Ziploc on there, that's going to be the company I go to. That's what I'm saying, though, Uh, So you're saying that? I
3: I hear that. That that could be a niche. That could be worth exploring. My food, Pet Peeve, I don't know if you guys are big Carvel fans. Every every birthday, huge Carvel ice cream cake. The whole chocolate layer is left behind because everyone scooped away the
2: frosting, the crunchies, and the vanilla. Why can't they come out with a vanilla, crunchy, vanilla ice cream cake? That's just vanilla. That's all we want.
1: You're right. That's a good point, That's a good point, Joe. Yeah, it is. Thanks for the phone call.
2: I, yeah. I'm always amazed that they can make something that cold. You ever try to cut into that? You got to oh. leave that thing out for like an hour. You got to get that the big, like, Ginsu knife. You know, yeah. the big the big one.
1: Yeah, The big knife. boy. Yeah.
2: And you <laughs> wedge it, it in there. and You just kind of, come on, I want some cake. Get these kids this stupid cake so they'll be quiet for a few minutes.
1: <laughs> Having the flashback, huh, Gordon? <laughs> a
2: little bit, a little bit. <laughs> just rage cutting into just a block of ice cream. Oh, boy. Tom Carvel never had that in those commercials. It was always Fungy the Whale and Wednesday and Sunday. That's right. Never talked about rage cutting into a uh,
1: (laughs) Carvel cake. Because he didn't have to. Right. No. (laughs) Not his concern. He he wasn't cutting it. Eli's in Far Rockaway. Hey, Eli, you're next on 98.7.
3: Hey, Larry Gordon. How are you? Hey, Eli. I just wanted to say about the Rangers. Um, I think that, um, first of all, very, very disappointing down and the way the series has been going. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think that the, the first goal, the goal of Heedle, uh, the goal that wasn't, I do think that would have changed the series. I also do think, though, that if they did have um, Goodrow, Mott, and Blay, who are all aggressive on the forecheck and they clear the net in front of Shisterkin, I do think that would also change the outcome. Um, also, one more thing on Truss. As a Ranger fan, um, I'm loving it. The Islanders this year, they don't have much skill. It's all been trapped. He's an excellent coach. But after one year, now I'm making a Now that he's gone, I think this year is going to be a horrible year for the Islanders. And as a Rangers fan, I'm looking forward.
1: All right, Eli. Thanks right. for checking in. Um, I, you know, look, for me, I understand what you're saying about guys missing injury. You, somebody else has got to step up, Gordon. That's Everybody's got yeah. injuries. Everybody's playing hurt this time of the year. Everybody. There's not... There's, only only Louis Domingue is not hurt before he came yeah, into this series.
2: I, I mean that's the thing with the Rangers. Like again, you're going up against the third and again, I'm not the I'm not the hockey guy, so maybe I'm completely out of line, but you're going up against a third string goaltender and you've given up 14 goals in two games. Yeah. It's kind of hard for me and, and it was a big call at the time. Who knows how these things turn out if they get that goal and it doesn't get waved off and you win game 1 and you win game 2. But it's kind of hard to pinpoint one thing when you gave up 14 goals in two games. I mean, you've been completely embarrassed the last two games. Yeah. Even your own coach is saying you're soft.
1: Yeah. And boy, that is not what you want.
2: <laughs> no, there's many there's many adjectives that you would not mind your coach using or even negative ones yes. that if he used,
1: you could understand.
2: There's nothing yes. worse than soft.
1: No, it's not. And so I'm very curious, and I heard LaGrecka K, and Rosenberg talking about it on the Michael K show earlier today, 3-7 to 7, Monday through Friday on 98.7. And they were talking about it, and listen, Shesterkin has not played his best. We get it. We understand it. But Gordon, I mean, deflections in front of the net? I mean, they got to clear it out. You can't just have the opponent standing there like, you know, like he's just chilling, waiting for the puck to come in there and just, just you know, steer it. A different way. I mean, you gotta clear the guys out. And you gotta do some scoring. And can you get the puck out of your own zone? These are just a couple of the things yeah, that they got a laundry list of problems. They have a lot of stuff to do. Yeah. Hopefully in a game tomorrow night that you can hear right here on 98.70 eight seven ESPN, six thirty pregame, seven after seven with the puck drops. Hopefully they'll they'll have a spirited return at the garden. But here's the thing I'm concerned about. Because if you're Pittsburgh you're looking at this like you looked at game one, right? They're gonna come out. If we can survive their first opening salvo from them, we could be okay. So they have to be prepared, Gordon, to have constant pressure on on the on the penguins. This this can't be we're gonna dominate you, we're gonna bang you around for for a period, and then the rest of the game, you know, you're just skating around like Oh boy, I'm sure tired. That uh, we were physical, but uh, they're still coming. They're they're still going to come. It's the postseason.
2: Yeah, and it might be. You know, we 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 likened it last night to how the Knicks series won against the Hawks. Yeah, maybe maybe the Penguins are just way better than you. Yeah, isn't, be. isn't that possible? I mean, if they're yeah. beating you with this badly, I know that the 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 the, the, the disallowed goal that could have swung things. Obviously, you get that goal, you probably win that game, you probably win game two, and you feel a whole lot better. Even coming back home. What the series tied it to, but maybe it's just that the, the penguins are just a whole lot better than you are. Maybe you are not as good as we thought that you were during the regular season. That happens.
1: It does. It really does.
0: You are listening to the ESPN, New York tonight podcast on 98.7 ESPN.
1: Before we get to the phones, Gordon, um, uh, Mets win four two, uh, not happy with the runners in scoring position, 2 of 14. Yikes. But still, they were able to pound some runs across. You, you, so you get some day. runs
2: across just enough, right? You'll save just the enough. rest for tomorrow.
1: Absolutely. And Aaron Judd could make some people very happy right now. Could up that price tag at the, season, at the <laughs> end of the season. A couple more bucks, a couple more dollars. Every little bit helps. He's at bat, uh, bottom of the ninth. The Yankees have a threat. They got runners at first and second with one out. And uh, Romano is in for the Blue Jays. We'll keep an eye on that while we talk to you on the phones at one eight hundred nine 919 Let's go to Dave and Cormac. Dave, you're next on
4: 98.7. Hey, how are you? Hey, Dave. I'm a big guy on the fan, and you know what? They need to fire Lamarillo. They should never have gotten rid of Trotz. Trotz was the only stability that that team had.
1: And if Ledecky doesn't want to do it, then Ledecky needs to sell the team now. Mm-hmm. Well, Dave, I'm gonna tell you this, and thanks for the phone call, Gordon. You owe me.
2: Oh, <laughs> baby, yes! Wow, that was what you would describe as a moonball. Yes, Aaron Judge home run, three run shot, tenth of the season, game winning home run, and the Yankees beat the Blue Jays in the Bronx, Larry. Uh, that's another th- thirty and, and, million. And my credit friend. to our Ty Butler when we're mm-hmm. in commercial break, he said. I smell a walk-off. Oh, so credit to Ty Butler. I give credit mm-hmm. where credit is due. Not everybody yes, you do. here at the station does, but I do. So mm-hmm. credit to him. There you go. Good. good job. Good job, Big Daddy Ty. For the now, I did family. not hear what that caller said at all about Barry Trotz because I was too busy watching the home run. You were yelling. You were yelling. With,
1: <laughs> <laughs> you were yep. yelling, and then you find when, when it went out, you, you had out even bigger yell. Yeah. Oh, that's great. That's, oh, that, an, that's awesome. Oh man, you know that. Th- was I was down 02. Maybe another 35 million. Yeah.
2: It was down 02. Had never <laughs> had a hit against Romano in his career. I think he was 0 for 6, 0 for 7, 0 for 8, something like mm-hmm. that. But kind of worked a couple of pitches after going down 02. Got something way up, way upstairs at Romano. I mean, I don't know what he was standing still on the mound looking because that was, that was long gone. Into uh, the second deck in, in, uh, in left field. Uh, would I have think. been out of any stadium. Yeah, tell? that that one. There's a there's a popular Twitter account. Would it dong right? Uh, uh-huh. and it, it's where you know how many home uh, how many pa- ballparks would that have been a home run in? Yeah. I think it's safe to say that one would have donged in all 30.
1: No question about it. No question about it. Um, what the caller was saying was that he wants uh, he wants Lou Lamarillo fired now because he fired Barry Trotz. Barry Trotz.
2: Well, again, as I preface everything hockey related by yes. saying I'm not a big hockey guy, mm-hmm. but this is what Lou Lamarillo does. Yeah. And he's got the track record of success. hmm So don't you kind of have to trust in that track record to a degree? You would think. Now would it's think. never it's never good when you fire your guy and already right. like people are lining up to get mm-hmm. to hire him. Mm-hmm. That's not always a great but if you trust in Lou Lamarillo and maybe he doesn't This is kind of if it was something that was completely out of character, that would be one thing. But this is kind of his M.O.
1: But see, here's the thing, and I'll I'll I'll, I will preface this by saying I can't speak for him, but I'm sure that when Lamorello came and brought Trotz with him, he was happy with that. Oh yeah, I'm sure he was happy with that. So now that now that he you know maybe maybe Lamorello found out something,
2: you would have to think, right? Like it wasn't like. The season did not immediately end, and they fired him. That was a few days afterwards. You'd you'd think he was probably doing his homework, talking to people within the organization, and getting a read on these things. And he's somebody that he he's not one to to pussyfoot around. He's going to no. get right on top of it. And if if, if somebody's got to get fired, they're going to get fired. It's not it's not anything new for him. And again, he's got a pretty good track record.
1: He does well. The the reports were. Talked to some people in the locker room. He heard. He thought that uh, Barry Trott's message was not being heard. And the, I mean, he's only been there a couple of years. How could they be tuned out already? I mean, that that's kind of. But you know, listen. That that's that's the line he gave. So you're looking for a new head coach if you're the Islanders. That's the way it goes. Gus is in Flushing. Hey, Gus, you're next on
3: 98.7. What's up, guys? How you doing? Hey, Gus. Uh just want to talk about the Rangers and Pittsburgh series. I mean. Pittsburgh has one thing that the Rangers don't, and that's a captain. I was there at game one, uh, start of third overtime. Rangers came out. They were barely skating for warm-ups. Pittsburgh was doing laps, skating hard. You know Crosby, Sullivan, these guys were telling them, we got to come out, show some energy at the skate. I just think the Rangers need to to get a captain and, you know, Play, play a simple game, and they'll be fine. They'll, they'll win this game at home, and you know, we'll have a series.
5: Um, you know, Thanks for taking the call, guys.
1: All right, Gus. Thanks for checking in. Gus, here's what I'm going to say, and I don't deny that they need a captain or whatever you're saying. I don't deny that. I'm not sure. I haven't followed them that close to know, But I will say this. If you've got to tell guys in the third overtime of game one, of a game that you should have won in your building, that they've got to skate hard and let's go. Let's try to win this thing right here. Let's let's blitz them. We're the younger team. They're the older team. Let's go out there and surprise them. If somebody's got to tell them that, then you got other problems on this team. You got other problems on here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is in your building. I mean, you 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 blew the lead in the first place, and then yeah, you get you know it's a tricky goal, it's controversial. Half say yes, half say no. I got it. It happens. There's always a play like that. But once again, you have not put enough pucks on the net against the third-string goaltender. Can you make him work? Your guy's working. Your guy's facing pucks all the time from different angles. is not. No. At all. He's sitting back there lunching. You got to put more pressure on him. Pucks to the net. That's the story. That's how you get him. And if you can do that, you can change the series around because then he starts to wonder, oh, because he knows he hasn't faced anything, Gordon. He knows. Yeah, he think, knows. He just he's just making average saves, and every once in a while, you know, a puck will come his way. I think that there's
2: just so much downtime in these games, these last two, because there've been such blowouts. The people are just now reaching for straws. I mean, you gave up 14 goals in two games. Uh, I mean, that might be that might be the place to
1: start. That is. That is. No question about it. I mean,
2: 14 goals in two games, two hockey games. You gave up 14 goals. And that wasn't overtime. like 10 and 4. It wasn't like one blow. No, they were both blowouts. In regulation.
1: Yeah. Right. This wasn't overtime. <laughs> no. Nope. This Wayne's wasn't shootout. Babylon. This wasn't this isn't college football rules. Exactly. It's <laughs> one it's not at the twenty. We're going back and forth. Yeah. Hey, Gordon it's, it's not three on three. It is not. <laughs> Wayne's in North Babylon. Hey, Wayne, you're next.
4: All right, how you doing, guys? Thanks for taking this call. I do believe the seventy sixes are done, but
1: I'm actually calling about your drawstring dilemma. Okay, help me
4: out. There is a product on Amazon called Drawstring Threader, which you can buy. And in 10 seconds, you can get your drawstring back into the sweatpants.
3: All right, There's a Wayne. second
1: a product,
4: string. which is called Cord Lock, you can look up, which uh-huh. you can then put on the edge of the drawer string to keep it in place so it can't go back into the hole. i felt your frustration dealing with my kids during practice for the past few years and always having a belt or some of their strings come out of their uniform. Thanks.
1: Thank you, Wayne. Right, Wayne. I appreciate that. And leave it to – and, of course, Amazon has something <laughs> – Eight bucks, Larry. You can solve your problems for eight bucks. It'll be there tomorrow.
2: I mean, everybody talks bad about Bezos. Can you do it? Can you get me the drawstring, whatever the heck it is, at my door tomorrow? What do you need? Harmonicas? Bang, at your door tomorrow morning. Whatever you need. He's the the guy. He is the guy. Can you, you know, every time I see anybody, oh, this thing about Amazon, can you do it? You go do it. You go get me some cat harmonicas to my door by tomorrow at noon. Let's see you do it. Can't do it. The drawstring. There you go, Larry. Oh. Drawstring threader. Eight bucks. And something to put on so it doesn't happen again. Yeah. I, these just look like threads to me. Uh-huh. Now, they have very good reviews. Four and a half uh-huh. stars. Yeah. But it, it's like a whole set. You get tweezers. You get this oh. thing. You
1: get all. Oh, you get it all. I'll get to play doctor. Yep. Now, <laughs> I will tell surgery. you, there's only
2: 10 left in stock, apparently. So you so might want to get a move having, on that. Yep. So a lot of people are having this issue everybody's wearing sweatpants now larry come on wear a sweatpant nation now
1: boy you know what gordon i wish i had invented this i'd be rich right now it, it, you would be doing all right if you had the patent on the drawstring threader it's the little things gordon it's not the big things no this it's is not the, the pet thing. rock this is this no, is useful no, no. Yeah, exactly exactly <laughs> or is it the, the the growing bush you know you You know, where you you pour it, you pour it on there and it just grows. Oh, the Gia pass. The Gia pass. Not that either.
0: (laughs) You are listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast on 98.7 ESPN.
5: And the one, two.
0: Drill deep to left field. There it goes. See ya. Up for grabs. have come back to win it six to Oh man oh man what a blast by judge
1: of course our michael k on yes with the call of the game winning home run by aaron big money judge and the brilliance of michael k as a broadcaster
2: he didn't have it in that clip there but ahead of that he had told you i think it was judge has 167 home runs in his career has never hit a walk-off And then, boom. There it is. And that's why he says, there's your walk-off. So great job by Michael on the call.
1: All right. So let me ask you this, Gord. Even though it's early. Yeah. It's early. And he's performing well, as we mentioned. MVP candidate. Oh, no question. Okay. Would you make another run at him before the end of the season? He has said that he does not want to talk about it during the season.
2: I think you have to kind of respect his wishes there and just wait your turn till the off season. And at least in the short term, this is turning out perfectly for the Yankees. You're getting an un. Now, I don't know that it's necessarily tied to the fact that he wants to cash in. I'm sure he's motivated otherwise. But one of the things we brought up when they did not work out a contract was, hey, you want to see him stay healthy? You want to see him have an MVP type season? and that is exactly what it's turned out to be first guy to 10 home runs the Yankees now with 20 21 and 8 i think that that's ahead of the pace that they had in 1998 wow so that tell they're they they came into the day i think with a 714 winning percentage i think it's obviously i don't know how much more high it is than that but it's higher than that so everything's great so i would not uh, i would not mess with anything if i were Brian Cashman and i don't think uh, now look maybe there's some agents talk for you know maybe his I don't think does judge's agent have any other clients that that cashman would check in on who knows but it doesn't seem like he wants to talk about anything during the season and I would just kind of if it ain't broke don't fix it and it's Mm -hmm. certainly not broke right now for the Yankees or Aaron
1: judge no it isn't it isn't no it's he's 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 hitting the ball and this is you know what this is funny but this is this is what you want right you were able to get you're able to get some base runners because how many times in games over the years Gordon past couple of years since Aaron Boone's been here where you've had home runs, but it's been a solo shot. Yep. Or you've had home runs, but it's been with one guy on, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, and you end up, you end up losing like five, four or something of that nature or it's five, three and people and, and fans walk around there. Sure. Big home run now with nobody on base. Thanks yep. Aaron judge. Mm-hmm. Big home run now. Thanks. Thanks John Carlos Stanton. Great. That That's what we need. Now if the run is on base, you wouldn't do it. They've done that. Stanton tonight. Tied the game, three-run home run, big spot. Aaron Judge brings it home. I mean, this is – as a Yankee fan, this is – it doesn't get any better than this, Gordon. It just doesn't. It just doesn't. No, uh, it's about
2: as good as you can get it. Yankees are third in in runs scored this year in uh, the American League. They're number one in uh, preventing runs in the American League. They have the highest run differential in the American League. They have the best record in the American League. This season – up until this point, and I know it get, doesn't get judged on this point, but up mm-hmm. until this point, has been pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> it's hard it's good. hard to top this. This is if you drew it up in your mind, you want the Yankees to win the division. That's the first goal of the season: win the right. division. Make mm-hmm. sure you're not in the wild card game like you were last exactly. year. And exactly. at least so far, you got a four game lead on the in the loss column on the Rays. You're now up by six on the Blue Jays, and you've mm-hmm. and you've played pretty well against them so far. And you see them a lot. <laughs> yeah, you're not going to – after this, I don't think you see him until June, and then I don't think you see him until the end of the season or, or yeah. very deep into the season. So you played a lot of games against them. the Jays, yeah. Now, have you seen Tampa yet? No. Yeah. Okay. haven't seen Tampa yet. They see them soon, though. Mm-hmm. Um, I know they play the White Sox soon. They play the Orioles again soon, and I think they play the Rays maybe at the end of that stretch. Okay. But that stretch might be into June by the time they see them.
1: Interesting. Interesting. Let's go back to the phones. Buddha's in the Bronx. Hey Buddha, you're next on
3: 987. Hey, what's going on, guys? How y'all doing, man? Hey
1: Buddha, okay, Buddha you, you sound kinda yeah, nice. Little... What's up? You alright?
3: All right. All right well, I'm all right, man. I mean Bash Brothers two point oh TCB and the BX. Bronx stand up and you know acknowledge these men. Everybody was called in talking about how they wasn't gonna do nothing. And it was all these problems and this and that and yada, yada, yada. But we right where we need to be. I mean, I'm a little slightly inebriated. You know, I had the half gallon of Johnny, you know, flowing since yesterday. You know, and you guys were talking about, you know, the Sixes And um don't bring up Tobias Harris, man, <laughs> ever in front of me, man. Because I'm going to tell you something, man, for real, man. You know, DJ Premier, I don't know if you guys are familiar with DJ Premier. Gang star. They used to have a group called the Group Home. And they had a song. It was called Suspended in Time. And that's all it was with James Harden. Yeah. You know, last last game. He was suspended in time. Anybody who thought he was going to follow that up with another game, we know. Listen, anybody who's been watching this team knows what it is with them. It's sad. It's horrible. We're going to win the next game. We're going to lose in seven. But you know what? It, it bothers you more. It, it doesn't bother you when you lose to a team that's better than you or a team that's really good. But when I look at the Heat, I don't really see anything like that, man. You know, it, it's just it, it, it's very tough to take when, you know, you waste a guy's prime the way mm-hmm. the Sixers are wasting him B's prime. You, know, you were talking about the process, Gordon. You know, this is what the process is yield. Uh, ben Simmons is on another team. Uh doc rivers is going to lose his job you know it is what it is but um you know there was something that i heard earlier today on the radio i think it was on the K show i think it was earlier too but they were talking about ben oloski i mean good guy you know the the, the stepping on the back of the uh, end line guy and he's talking about um you know the jets what they're going to do and all that and I'm sitting here wondering, I'm like, when these people are doing this stuff, like they're trying to be wise guys or something like that. You know, the Jets fan base, you know, we've been through a lot. You know, we're very sensitive. We're we're grasping for straws. We're looking for anything. Stop telling people how the Jets are going to do this, that, and the third. You know, how about we win a game in September? It's been since 2018. That's number one. How about you win a division game? That's been since the last week of 2019. You know, I don't think that's too much to ask for a fan base. But this is playoff discussion and all this other stuff. I mean, please, bro. You know, I bought that suicide helmet and shoulder pass from Alexander's. It was 1980, 81. You know, when I was on the field, there was nobody there that was a Jets fan. There was nobody there that was a Giants fan either in South Paul. So I remember was seeing Cowboys, mm,
4: Steelers, Steelers.
3: Mm-hmm. or Raiders. Or Raiders. Yeah. Those are the only three teams you saw in the hood. But, you know, we, we we've been through a lot. You know, we've heard, we've been, we've been slapped, we've been beaten, and all that. But we don't need you. What is he talking about? And why is he talking? Forget about what he's talking about. Why is he talking about that?
1: Well, I think Wilson
3: is going to be like. uh, I think what happened
1: was, Here's what happened, Burden. Thanks for the phone call. Here's what happened. I think a lot of folks were asking about, and there's been this thing going around, which of the second-year quarterbacks Mm -hmm. who's going to take that next step. So that's been the whole process now of what, of what a, lot has been, a lot of the conversation has been, is that who, who's going to take that next step? And, you know, you're not hearing a lot about Fields, granted. Yeah, there's a lot about Wilson because, to be honest, he was probably the worst <laughs> the way he played last year. So there's a lot of, okay, what's he going to do this year? I mean, what, what, I heard Greeny today. Oh, he's, he's bulked up. He's, he looks like, okay, great, excellent. Can he complete a pass? That's what I need to know. Can he complete a pass? Is he able to roll out? Can he extend plays? Is he not going to turn the football over? He could be the same size he was last year, Gordon. If if, if he's gonna if he's gonna do what he needs to do to to advance and improve, that's what I need to see from him is his skill set. Yeah, of course he's gonna he's young. He's gonna get bigger anyway, so th- that's to be expected. But can he take that next step? On the field, can he take that next step in reading defenses? Can he take that next step and be consistent in looking the defender off and then going to the uh, going back to his receiver and knowing where that receiver is? That's what Jet fans need to see from their young quarterback. Yeah,
2: and then to say that he's best set up to to make the leap in the second year, it's 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 kind of faint praise because Trevor Lawrence is still in Jacksonville. Yeah, uh, Trey Lance is not the starter as of right now, and. Um, uh, Justin fields, it's not like the Bears have added some great weapons to 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 help him out, so that's that's three guys right there from that draft class. But I think that it starts there with that conversation as you mentioned it taught it's it's the optimism after this draft because everything everywhere has been man. the jets won the draft they 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 just knocked it out of the park. And at some point, you gotta start winning some games. So yeah. I, I don't know necessarily that it's the uh, a playoff conversation. I haven't heard people mentioning the playoffs per se, but people are excited about the Jets and the schedules get released on Thursday. So we'll see if uh, maybe the Jets, because as Buddha said, maybe they can win
1: a game in September. It would be nice. For a change. <laughs> just shake it, it up nice. for a change, right? Yeah. It would be nice. It, even even if it would be nice that you could say, you know what, one side of the football is better than what it's been. Could you consistently say, you know what, the defense is better and the offense will come. Or the offense is better and the, and the defense will come. You, you've, been, you've just been sitting here for the past – off and on for the past decade, Gordon – since since Rex took you to AFC Championship game, and you're just like, can we get something going here? It's it's been over like early, and I know so many Jet fans having covered the team. Going, I mean, it's miserable. It's hard. It's work being a Jet fan. <laughs> it's work. Yeah, it, it's not. It's it, it's not normal to
2: go a decade without making no, the playoffs. And the stat like that, that I bring up all the time, I think it's. um is it 12 years, 11 years that the Jets have gone without making the playoffs? Yeah. Uh, the next closest team is six, and it's the Broncos, who just got Russell Wilson.
1: Yeah. So that so, could change.
2: <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, that's – and already the second-place team is is basically half of what you've done. hmm I mean, that's, a, that's not one or two years difference. That's half the amount of years that they have been out of the playoffs as, as you, you – you're double the number. So – I get it. A lot, of peop- a lot of people like to be the first to say things. This way, if they go mm-hmm. right, you can say, I yeah. was the first to say it.
1: Yep. Yep. Well, relax. It's too early to be the first. <laughs> in Dallas, you're featuring a young man named Brunson who the Knicks have been interested in. Now, he is a free agent. Memory serves me correct at the end of the season. But the way he has played... If I'm Mark Cuban, he got to stay. He's gonna stay. It's gonna be very interesting to see what they do with him. Or, or is he having, or is this a year where okay, I'm getting paid. I'm just going out and just going wild. You know, is you always have that in the back of your mind, right? On, on, the, on the no matter who the athlete is, no matter what the sport, that's always in the back of your mind. They doing this because this, this is the the big money time. They are about to get paid. So you always wonder that, but he would yep. be—he um, would be, be an nice interesting addition. addition. Yes, he, he would. would be.
2: And and unlike some pipe dreams that Knicks fans have had, this one feels like it has at least a a glimmer of hope. Punch if he chance. does leave the Mavs, if the Mavs allow him to get away, there's at least a chance the Knicks could finally—is it—is it possible, Larry, that the Knicks could finally find and acquire
1: a point guard? It would be nice. It hasn't happened in forever, ever in the oh day. Oh my gosh! You know, so it would be. It definitely would be nice. Um, and you know, like I said, most athletes, you you wonder that about them, with the exception of Michael Conforto, who probably had his worst year. <laughs> his yeah. free, mm-hmm. going into his free agent year, possibly his worst year. All right, Gordon, let's head back to the ballpark. Let's go let's to Yankee it. Stadium. Answers with Aaron, and we'll start this time, Gordon, with Answers with Aaron. We're going to put the rest of Aaron Boone away. We're going to start with answers Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. We're going to do it a little differently tonight. So here's um, Aaron Boone was asked about Luis Severino gutting out his performance. Boone on Seve gutting out his performance. So this what one's to me?
2: Yes. Okay.
1: Um, wow, well, look, he's going to be very giddy.
2: He's going to say that... Um, that Severino was very gutty, that, you know, it didn't look great in that second inning. He probably had some concerns that he was going to have to go to the bullpen early. Uh, but at that point, Severino, he found a, a different gear. He found a rhythm. And the fact that he was able to get as deep into the game as he did was actually a plus.
1: All right, here's Aaron Boone on Seve gutting out his performance. It was great, and
5: you know, he actually settled into a pretty nice rhythm because he was scuffling a l- little there. Obviously, the first couple innings, just you know, a little, little off and kind of all over with his command a little bit. But I thought he got got into a nice little rhythm there and 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 gave us a chance. You know, and and you know, that's it's not always going to be perfect. And 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 I think in a couple of Seve's last few starts, you know. It's teetered a little bit, but he's he's kind of found a way to to keep us in the ball game, and that's and that's big. You know, you got to be able to do that when you're not at your best to give us a chance, and and he did it again tonight.
2: All right, see, I, I hit on rhythm. It wasn't yes, as
1: deep did. of a home run as uh, Aaron Judge's, but I got a pretty I got pretty good wood on it, Larry. You did. You definitely did. All right, here's the second one for you. Okay, this is going to be. I think this is going to be an easy one for you. All right. All right. Ready? This is uh, Aaron Boone was asked about his confidence in Judge hitting in the ninth inning. This is Boone on his confidence in Judge in the ninth.
2: Yeah, his confidence is never in question when it comes to Aaron Judge. Uh, It was a great at bat. It was down 0-2 for him to fight back against one of the better closers in the league. Um, I always have confidence in Aaron Judge, and for to see him to come through there, that makes it all worth it, or something
1: along those lines. Will we go to Judgey.
2: You think we'll get a judging.
1: I don't know that we get a judging. I okay. don't think I don't think so. All right. Let's see what Aaron Boone had to say about how confident he is in Aaron Judge in the ninth inning.
5: I'm glad he was going walking up there, I'll tell you that much. Um What a night bat. I mean Saw everything, spoiled some heaters, you know, and then got a hanger and obviously didn't miss it there with two strikes. But yeah, I mean once Hosey gets on, you're like, man, all right, let's just you know, there's a good chance Judgy's getting to the plate in that situation and, and down two there against their closers, against their closer. You know, that's, you know, what you're hoping for, all you can ask there. And then, you know, D.J.'s able to work the walk and and, uh, and make it a game winner. You know, Judgy, Larry.
1: Judgy, you got a Judgy. It was today. a Judgy. I messed that up. You got a Judgy. You got a Judgy. He is just – can I tell you something? Winning, winning becomes him. <laughs> He's a different guy, different tone. He doesn't have to fake positivity. They're winning, so that's positive. You know how good the Yankees have been, Larry?
2: I think I think right now fewer people, fewer Yankee fans hate Aaron Boone than at any <laughs> other time of his tenure. <laughs> Is that safe to say? A guy who's won uh, yeah. 103 games, 100-win 100 season, I think right now the hate level, which for some will never go away. There's nothing you could do. Mm-hmm. But I think it's at its lowest levels since he got the job.
1: I, uh, I'm not. I'm not. I haven't heard Cashman's name in about a month. It's amazing.
2: <laughs> the switching is not a problem anymore. The off is not a problem anymore. The manager's not a problem anymore. Nothing's a problem.
1: Nothing's a problem. <laughs> it's amazing. It really is. It's beautiful. So let's go back, Gordon. Nice job as always with you, with answers, with Aaron. So let's go back because. Here's another thing that happened about Seve gutting out his performance. Gordon, Aaron Boone says that Seve told him to stay in the dugout when he was about to come out and get him. He's the skipper of the Yankees.
5: I was fine with it because I wasn't going out to take him out necessarily. I was going more to check on him because, you know, obviously he's up in that 60 pitch and I'm, you know, get a little concerned there at that second inning point. So I was more going out to take his temperature a little bit and maybe taking him out. So when he, push me away hard like that i was like yes sir let's go
1: man that as a yankee fan gordon for a guy that you've been waiting to see what he brings to the table you got to be happy to hear that kind of confidence in, in his stuff and competitiveness.
2: yeah I, I mean when it, when we got into spring training and he was experiencing the soreness after the last couple of years and this was a guy you're counting i mean the yankees are counting on him you're thinking, oh, boy, is this guy ever going to be right again? I mean, it's been a long time since he's been a factor. And for him to do what he's done, again, it was only four two-thirds tonight, but he did strike out eight guys. Uh, it's been it's been better than I think that I would have thought it was going to be at this point.
1: You know, we started the show talking about the ejection in that game, and it was uh, Garcia, the pitcher for the Blue Jays that got ejected uh, right after Stanton hit the three-run home run to tie the game. He hit the batter uh, right after him. And he got ejected. So this is Aaron Boone on the Garcia ejection.
5: I, I was probably a little surprised. I didn't think, you know, anything was intentional or anything. But, um, you know, obviously the game tying Homer and then, I mean, it was a no doubt squaring him up. But I, I didn't necessarily think there was intent.
2: No,
1: I didn't. None of us thought no, of it. But the only no. person that did was the umpires. Yeah. And the home plate umpire, I mean, he started walking out right away. So he, it was no question for him.
4: That's, it doesn't make any sense. I mean, it just doesn't make any
2: sense in that spot. Uh, and it just feels like these umpires, they feel like they have to be part of the story. They're going to make themselves part of it one way or another. And it doesn't feel like I know the guy who had the uh, confrontation was a Bellino with uh, Madison mm-hmm. Bumgarner. A couple of days later, he did apologize. But it just feels like these uh, uh, and you don't see it in any other sport. And you can't tell me NBA officials don't have to deal with with um with the greens. right i mean they have to deal with it and and look some got you will see it from time to time but not nearly at the level of uh, i mean think about all the incidents you've already seen this year and that's not even pointing out how poorly balls and strikes are called in these games brutal brutal, <laughs> it's, been brutal it's, it's it's there? it's glare. It's, it's, it's there it's almost like the sport is highlighting for the viewer just how bad the officiating is
1: yeah, you're right. The, doesn't the, make the, much sense. The robo, the robo Umpire is coming.
2: Oh, and, and everybody, oh, at least baseball, and there's a lot of fans, old-time fans, oh, I hate all ro- oh, Robo Umpires. Trust me, a couple more weeks of uh, Angel Gar- Angel Hernandez and uh, Dan Bellino
1: and all these guys, Marty Foster. I don't know that you, anybody will be complaining. You'll be happy to see him. You will be happy to see him. couple more from the skipper of the Yankees, Aaron Boone. How big of a win was this?
5: Yeah, that's a good one. Um, what a game! And I mean, I, I said it to Mendy a couple times late in that game. Like, this is it's a heavyweight game in in May. You know, it it was uh, it was a. I, and I'd say that if we lost, came in coming in here. The, those are fun ones to be a part of. Um, and just what a great rally against a really good closer. And I mean, it, and, and on a night like tonight, you know, to hit it where he hit it. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, we had a few balls, you know, Rizzo hits that ball. To, I mean, it was going nowhere tonight, and he just said, forget the wind, I'll hit it in the second deck anyway. What? But just what a game. Wait, just just a really good, grinded-out victory against a good team, and, um, you know, it started with Sevy, You know, Sevy's at sixty five pitches. I'm maybe getting ready to hook him there in the first or second inning and he battles his butt off and gets us, you know, gets us two outs into the fifth inning to at least set us up to give us a chance and, and uh they just kept battling.
1: Battling. I haven't heard that since Art Howell was the manager of the Mets. <laughs> we battled. He, he's night, all about Gordon. the he's every all about night. the nicknames tonight, Larry. Sevy, Judgy, mm-hmm. Mendy. Cause he's happy.
0: Oh,
2: he, <laughs> he used why. to go to that when it was something w- was not great. Like mm-hmm. he would give a little boost to stand after a four strike. Ah, oh, G, we know what kind of player G is. Yeah, but
1: no, not now. No, he's throwing out the throwing out the compliments, mm. throwing them out. Last one for the skipper of the Yankees, Aaron. How important is it for the team to believe they can win a game like this that has that you know October playoff feel to it?
5: I don't know. I, I I would say to that, it we're a long way away from that, you know, and we have a lot of baseball to play and a lot of, a lot of still coming together and and to be able to hopefully put ourselves in a situation to play in these types of games in October. When I say heavyweight game, where you have two really good teams going at it, you know, it's kind of cold wind swirling around, which kind of adds a layer of, of atmosphere to it. I thought the crowd was amazing. You know, they were into it the whole night. It, it it just felt it felt big. And you have those games every now and then at the stadium during the regular season and, and tonight felt like one of those games all night long.
1: So, Gordon, I'm going to take you back. And when I was covering the Yankees in the Joe Torre era, before the game, it was always, you know, you always crowded around Joe and Joe had a store Okay. Joe had a story, whether it was about Bob Gibson or Tim McCarver or, you know, Gibby wouldn't let you do this. And, you know, I saw Timmy walk to the mound and Gibby Mm -hmm. would look at him and he'd turn around and walk back like, what are you doing out here? And, you know, the crowd setting the scene. Boone is getting into that managerial thing. Mm. You know what I'm saying, Gordon, where you're starting that he's kind of being more philosophical and looking at giving you a kind of a broader idea rather than just the game, which kind of giving you some some scenes and some feeling of what it's like. He's starting to, he's starting to loosen up a little bit and feel very comfortable as a manager. And I think while they're winning, uh, the the stories you're hearing and the fact, as you mentioned, the the you know the uh, the, the nicknames and everything, how they're doing it, and he just seems more comfortable. He just seems more open with what he's sharing with the media. Well, you know, winning kind of gets your guard
2: down, right? When 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 the, the attack dogs are at the gate, <laughs> it's a little it's a little tougher to, to share some some uh, little anecdotes. So the fact that they're winning, yeah, I guess that they're. I mean, I don't have they ever. I don't think they've ever gotten to off to this kind of start. Usually things pick up with Aaron Boone as the manager, but I don't think that they've ever gotten. I don't know that they've gotten off to a start like this since '98. That's how it's, good
1: this has been. It seems like they start rolling like a right around Memorial Day. Mm-hmm. And it just takes them right into the warmer weather. right, yeah. right into And right into June and, and sometimes July. They're playing much, much better. But uh, listen, both local teams are playing good. And that's a good thing.